Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits. Social media has been flooded with women sharing their experiences of having felt unsafe in public, as well as advice for men on how to help prevent this. This is, of course, in the wake of Sarah Everett's disappearance in the UK. She was a 32-year-old marketing executive. She vanished after leaving a friend's house in Clapham, South London, at about 9 o'clock last Wednesday. And, by the way, she did everything that people are told to do now. She rang her boyfriend before she left, said, I'm leaving now. All the things that you're supposed to do that people feel safe doing. You know when you're told to meet people in public places and all those kind of advice that we get. She did that. She took all the advice. And a serving Metropolitan Police officer has been arrested on suspicion of her murder. Uh, with a woman arrested at the same location on suspicion of assisting the offender. Now, many took to the social media to reflect on how women are repeatedly expected to change their behaviour and reduce personal risk, shifting responsibility away from the decisions and the actions of men. Sarah's disappearance prompted an outpouring of women deeply distressed by the story, expressing that they did not feel safe in sharing their own experiences of sexual harassment, abuse and being made to feel scared and unsafe in public uh, spaces. And this... I suppose, was often despite them having gone out of their way to avoid potentially unsafe situations, according to many. Now, examples of this where women were saying they took lengthy detours and stuck to, I suppose, the well-lit streets, talking on the telephone as a deterrent, clutching their keys in their hand and wearing comfortable shoes in case they needed to run. Amongst the social media users, uh, they've also slammed the advice reportedly given by the police investigating Sarah Everett's disappearance that women in the area where she vanished should not go out alone. Now, we were chatting about this in the office today. And as much as I understand why women would be upset by that, you know, that we should be dealing with the perpetrator and not with, you know, telling women to stay at home and it's kind of victim blaming. And I get that. I get all of that. But I suppose the MO at the time, because they hadn't found Sarah's body, the MO of this particular person was that it was a woman that he was after and they didn't know who this person was at this time. So I suppose it was just innocent advice that was given out and I suppose it's whatever way you want to take the advice. But I, I understand we need to have a bigger conversation about it anyway. As part of the hunt, police knocked on more than 750 doors and the Sun reported that female residents um, had been advised not to venture out by themselves. And one woman explained the police knocked on her door and warned her not to go out, while another said the police came around yesterday and said to be careful. Uh, the Met told by London uh, that they, ga- they give out this advice as standard and to help keep people safe but would not be issuing a comment about the specific case. A Women's Equality Party member said that this approach created culture, the culture of blaming victims rather than the perpetrators. I don't necessarily agree with this, but anyway, I'll go on to read what uh, Georgia Ladbury said. Women in my area have been advised not to go out alone while Sarah, Sarah Everett's disappearance is investigated. How about we urge men not to go out instead? Uh, say a curfew at nightfall. Perhaps we'd see more done about street safety if it were men losing their freedoms and not women. Uh, while men have taken to Twitter to voice their concerns over this, with one man saying, uh, I run all over my area uh, on my own in uh, the dark morning night, earphones in, quiet streets, dark parks, no keys in my fingers, never give it a second thought. This is such a privilege and I'm oblivious. Uh, whereas other men may have disagreed with him. Now today I want to open up a conversation about this and ask you, um, you know, what you believe can be done to stop this fear and imbalance in some sense in society where women feel they can't walk 
at out at night, you know, in dark streets. Mind you, I wouldn't walk dark streets at night personally myself. I would possibly take the long way home sometimes if it was a well-lit area. I would possibly stay in my phone. And I'm very conscious, even driving my car, if I see a group of people, be they men, or, well, primarily men, yeah, I'll be honest, uh, I lock the doors. You know, I, I intentionally, I'll see people, I'll lock the doors of the car. So, and, and I think we all have to, that doesn't mean, by the way, I'm victim-blaming myself, because those individuals shouldn't rob me. But unfortunately, we live in a world where there are dangerous people. And, you know, men get beaten up too. And I'm not trying to take away the importance of this conversation, but men get beaten up too. And I would always advise my sons, for example, you know, don't walk home, you know, in, you know, dark streets or dangerous streets because you increase the risk, unfortunately, of getting beaten up or robbed. Uh, and we've seen that more late, recently too with stabbings and stuff like that as well. But certainly let's focus on women as well here today. That, you know, how do we make it a safer world for women to feel safe walking out at night or going out at night or going out in the dark. And I want to ask you as a woman, do you feel unsafe walking out at night? Have you had a bad experience? I want to hear from you today. Have you ever had a bad experience going for a walk? By the way, nicer day, I'd say, you know, but I mean, particularly at night, I suppose. Have you ever had a bad experience? Let me know. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Um, Neve, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Neve? This is a pretty shocking story, isn't it? The Sarah Everett story. I was listening to her this morning on the news on the way in, and my gosh, like she did everything that I suppose we're all being told to do, and she rang her boyfriend before she left, and and you know took the right route home, but unfortunately never made it home. Awful. Yeah. And I mean, if if it is true that that's who did it, that a police officer has been well, he's been arrested and suspicion of murder. The person we're told to run toward. Yeah. She should have run away from. Yeah, the person who's there to protect you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it makes it even more shocking. Well, it just not, goes to show not, you there's scumbags in all walks of life, isn't there, really? Absolutely. Of yeah. course there is. And yeah. they, they don't come with a sign on them, and you can't tell who they are. No, no. You know, and I mean, as as you know, I've been a victim of a sexual assault. Okay, well, just, well, well, take me back to this. And, and uh, it would be silly of me asking you if you feel safe in the streets tonight because you've obviously had an experience which certainly mm. changes the course of your life. But how mm-hmm. old were you at the time, Neve? If you do, and by the way, you don't mind talking about it, do you? No, 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 I don't. Okay. I was, I was, I was very young. I was um, just coming up to, I would have been 17 in the December. Okay. And this was during the summer. So it was bright, you know. It went against all your stereotypical, you know, it wasn't dark. This was a road I had walked every day of my life mm-hmm. up until then, you know, every yeah. day of my life. Yeah. I never felt unsafe. I was probably, you know, this is a long time ago. I'm, I'm you know, not young anymore. So this was well before mobile phones. This was well before uh, earphones in your ear. Well, you have a Walkman, I suppose, but it was well before a lot of what we have now, podcasts, the whole thing that can yeah. distract you. Well before all of that. Um, probably wouldn't have been mega aware because my age, everything else, thought it was, not that I thought it was invincible, but I thought I was safe. I should have been safe. Yeah, you should have been safe. You know, just, yeah. I, was just, I was just going to see my friend. You know, that's yeah. all I was doing. And how far away did your friend live? Uh, she would have lived well, 25 minutes, I'd say, max walk. And, and and the roads, I'm just trying to get a picture of it, I suppose. The roads mm. would be in a built-up area or rural area or... It was, yeah, you went through an estate and then at the back of the estate there was a little walkway. But okay. it was well lit. Yeah, you know, yeah. it was well lit. Yeah. But there wouldn't have been many people around, but there never was. Yeah. But that was just the way it was. And, you know, as I say, I, I'd walk that way. She'd been my best friend since I was two years of age. 
So I, I walked that way since I was allowed to go yeah, on course. my own. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and in those days, you know, of course, we we were given a bit more freedom probably than children are oh, now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you know, the the only the only sort of caveat I had was when I got to her house, I had to ring to say I got, I arrived safely. You know, because yeah. we didn't have mobile phones and we didn't have. You'd have to use the landline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you'd ring on the landline. You know, probably yeah. just to make sure. People, I actually the did people, go the younger there. people listening today don't even know what a landline is. By the way, but no, <laughs> they don't. <laughs> But like there was probably more of my parents checking that that was actually where I was going more yeah. so than I was safe. You yeah, know? of course, yeah. But um, I mean, I was getting to that age, you know, or maybe that wasn't where I was going. But as it, as it turns out, it was. Yeah. So, um, it was your. It couldn't have been more stereotypical if you wrote it in a movie. You know, your typical attitude. Somebody literally coming out of nowhere, out of nowhere. You know, you couldn't have seen this person coming. And was it, you know, was he far in front of you or far ahead of you when you saw him coming out or did, did he just uh, Literally parallel to me, okay. literally parallel to me okay. from the side. There was like a, uh, if, if you took a step too far to the side, you would have gone down this little embankment. There was a, a okay. tiny little stream, but it was nothing that nobody could go into. Right, okay. You know, so obviously that's where he was hanging out doing doing his thing, just waiting for somebody. It's just pure opportunist. Yeah. He'd no interest in me. It wasn't me he was interested in. No, no, in. it was any woman that had to be passing by it at that particular moment in time, yeah. Or even perhaps he would have beaten up a man, who knows? Yeah, yeah. What his MO was. But as it turns out, you know, he happened to across a woman, so he took that particular avenue in doing what he wanted to do or okay. what he felt he could do, okay. you know? So... um. You must, have been ter- it, you must have been terrified. I can tell you what happened before it, like I just did. I could tell you what happened a day after it. I couldn't tell you what happened. At the time. What actually happened. Okay. It's gone. It's gone out of my head. It's, it's no, and, and leave it, feeling. leave it, leave it, leave it there. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, but, you know. But needless to say, it had a massive effect on your life. Um. Yeah, it yeah. did, it did. It, but... Now, I, and by the way, I want to I want to give go go to the the, the you you knew who the, or did you did you know the person by the way or did you find out who he was no. or was it investigated? Oh, no, no, no. It turns out um, it was somebody sort of known to the, to guards, the guards, but I didn't know. Okay. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know who he was. He got no, three years. In jail. He only got three years in jail. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's it. You know, and the the you know, like every other victim, they get a life sentence. They get three years. You know, and they get to carry on their lives. And did he plead he guilty? No. So you had to sit through a court case? Yeah. And explain everything to a court and go through the whole thing again? Yeah, I mean, we swear I was on trial. I know. That's the one thing that that I don't don't know how we changed that system, by the way, to make it fair. Because we have to be fair, obviously, to people who made accusations are made against us. Well, we do also have to, you know, the only thing I will say now, and this might sound bizarre from somebody that came through it, but we also have to be fair on the accused. They have to be damn sure I was telling the truth. I, I think... Justice has to be fair on everybody. And, okay. and and I understand that, you know, be it rape, sexual assault or whatever it happens to be, you know, is the most heinous crime. And certainly for a woman to have to relive that in a court of law because she is the state's witness um, mm. can be very difficult if the person doesn't plead guilty. But, but in, but in but saying that... You have that, to be sure. Yeah, they have, have to, to be sure. sure. It's not, Absolutely. Yeah, because Absolutely. there's no point in, in living in, in denial and saying that there aren't people out there that don't take false claims. They do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if it meant that... I mean, I knew I was telling the truth, so I had nothing to hide. It wasn't pleasant. It was horrible. But um, I, 
I also knew that by me doing that, I could get him sent away, even if it was only for a short amount of time, at least for those times women were safe. Did that, did, from did him. that, did that they weren't ha- safe in general, but they were safe from him. But did it help you a little bit as well? Not really. To be totally honest, no, not really. Um, at that stage, I didn't care if he lived or died. You know, it yeah. it, 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 it kind of meant nothing to me. It was, I appreciated the support I got, and I will say the guards were amazing. Amazing. They, gener- I mean, they generally are, by the way. Can I just give, you know, in fairness yeah, to the guys, really you've got to give them a hard time. But in situations like that, they generally do, they'll turn over every rock, you know, to try and please help. Don't, yeah. Please don't be afraid to go to them because they really are supportive and they will help you and they're kind and they're specially trained. The people that they send to see you are, are trained in this and they know what to say, how to say it and how to help. And they were also brilliant in, in telling me where I could go to get further help if I needed it and if I wanted it. And they kept in touch for a good year after that. I remember getting a phone mm. call from how the are you actual feeling? Yeah. guard. How are you doing? You know, and it meant a lot. Like at the time, God, you know, they, they care. actually remember. They care, yeah. They cared. Yeah. You know, and, and, to remember and, and, a year way, later. How did that, you know, for, for the, I suppose, for the years after that and right up to now, I suppose, what effect has that had on you now as a human being, as a, as a woman, by the way? Uh, you know, what effect has that had on you? It's given me a lot more empathy. A lot more empathy. Um, I don't have an issue with men at all, at all, because the vast, the vast majority of men, ninety nine point nine percent, are absolutely lovely. I'm glad to hear you say that because men are men, rapists are rapists, uh, sexual assaulters exactly. are sexual assaulters, and muggers exactly. are muggers. And th- yeah. there, you know, th- that does not um, cast any shadow on men in general, as far as I'm concerned. I think men are brilliant, you know, and most the guys men are. Me most were men, men are. Yeah. you know. But I can tell you, um, you know, ninety nine point nine percent of men are not going to hide behind a bush and a sexually no, assaulted not, woman. No, you know, no, no, they not. would never do that in a million years. So no, they're not. I, and most most men that I've met, you know, in my life since then, would be appalled by by another man doing that. They'd be mm-hmm. sickened by it, and they'd say, "He's no man at all," and he's a scumbag, and he's this and he's that. So that they've, you know, it hasn't, you know, made me hate men. But, but I'm sure it made you feel a little bit unsafe going out at night obviously because you're conscious of that now all the time aren't you that kind of relives itself in your head all the time I think if I was still living where I was living I'd be a lot worse because I don't live anywhere close to that now I live in a much smaller um, area that doesn't mean it doesn't happen here of course it does Yeah. but um, I don't tend to go out at night if I have to go out at night and you know maybe take the dog out for a walk or whatever um, I'll never put earphones in. Um, I need to know my environment. I need I, I, the thoughts of not being able to hear something scares me. So I won't have earphones in, and I'll only go in around my immediate. Okay. And how estate. do we? How do we see? Here's the thing: when we talk about Sarah Everett and we talk about your experience, and we talk about women not feeling safe at night going out, and we'll never rid the world of freaks and crazy people no. and scumbags and men who want to abduct women or rape them or whatever it happens to be or you know men who want to beat up other men or whatever it happens to be so how do we how do we change that I because I I was chatting to the girls here this morning about this and I'm saying I don't I don't know how we can change that you know I mean all we can do I don't believe it's victim blaming to turn around and tell people to be careful and be conscious of their environment I don't think it's victim blaming no I don't either because at the end of the day they can't speak to the men that choose to do this rape women because they won't listen they don't give a a damn so there's no point in saying uh, men would you really mind not raping 
when you go out, please. Because if somebody wants... Rape has nothing to do with sex. That man with me wasn't interested in sex. He was interested in overpowering and power and making yeah. me feel unhuman. Yeah. It had nothing to do with, with any sort of gratification sexually. Couldn't have cared less about that. So this isn't... A, to me, this isn't... You know, when when a man chooses to rape a woman or a woman is abusing somebody else, this is power. And telling them to stop won't make them stop. That's like telling the sun not to come up in the morning. This is in them. This is this can't be fixed with them. So you have to talk then to the women and say, look, this has happened. Be more aware. That's all they're saying. But, but yeah, but, is, but, look, but if you say that, happened. if you say that, and I've seen this online today, that if you say that, like, for example, in Clapham, the police told the women of that area because they were doing door-to-door searches. This is when she had disappeared initially, right? And they were doing, and they, and they basically said to women, you know, at the moment, we don't know what's going on. We don't know who this is. We don't know what happened to this girl. So we're advising women to stay indoors or we're advising women to be conscious of their surroundings or when you go out. And people are saying, you can't say that to women. That's victim blaming. And to me, that's, that's just, just people who care. That's all that that's is. That's just common sense. I mean, no, I, I, and I understand. No. And, and this, this uh, uh, politician in the UK, she said, that, you know, perhaps more should be, that we should say to men not to go out. And I'm going, well, that's not the answer either. Do you understand no. what I'm saying? Do we want to be politically correct or do we want to keep people safe? Yeah, this I mean, I, what, I would say to my it. son, this is not, there should be nothing sexist about this. I mean, we, we want to protect, everybody wants to protect everybody. And, and I completely agree with it. Whatever way we can do that as best we can, I would agree with. But I would say to my son, for example, when he was 14 or 15 or 16, and we were coming home from your mate's house, listen, be careful, give me a ring when you leave, give me a ring when you get yeah. here, whatever. And, and make sure you take that route don't go that way because it's not as safe in cases, you know, bad boys because you get beaten up and there's money be taken or whatever. So, but that's not victim. I don't believe that's victim blaming. Those guys shouldn't beat him up. But unfortunately, we live in a world where there is rapists. There is people who would beat others up. you're not going to change it. This has been going on since time mm. began. Now we're saying we sound like we're... of other people. When you say we're not going to change that, we're throwing the towel in then. No, but what can you actually do? I mean, you can't... First of all... You can't stop a crime until it happens. You don't know somebody is going to rape somebody until they rape somebody. Rapists don't go around with a sign around their heads. They don't go around with black cloaks on them. They don't look like rapists. But do we do, do, we do enough? Like? Do we do enough for young people? And I'm talking about five, six years of age, right from that very moment in time, teaching them boys to respect girls, girls to respect boys. Do we do, we do enough then about how we should respect each other as human beings? Do we do enough education in that department? That education has to start in the home. I mean, we can't... This this goes back to who educates our kids. Our schools are us. I mean, as parents, from the time a child is old enough to say please and thank you, that's what they should be saying. By the time they're old enough to understand, you know, like this thing, I've got both. I've got a boy and a girl. I don't talk to them any differently. If my son came in and he said he got a slap from a boy in school, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say to him, what did you do? I'd say, well... How did that happen? Are you okay? And then I deal with it from there. And if my daughter got a slap from a boy in school, I treat it exactly the same way. Because at the end of the day, both have to respect each other. I mean, we can't go around thinking that this is a male issue. Women abuse too. Women can be... In a different way, obviously, in a different way. Yeah, Yeah, but... I mean, mean, men are... I mean, with the greatest respect, men are not getting raped walking home at night. No, they are getting beaten up sometimes. Yes. Yeah. And they can get beaten up because of their sexual orientation, because they have a phone that somebody else wants, because some entitled little git decides that I'm mm. not paying for that iPhone 12 that you worked hard for. I'll just take it. 
Now, at the end of the day, you're never going to stop that. We need to educate people to realise that sometimes you need to be careful. You know, I'm not to blame for walking on my own. No, you're not. But had I been walking with somebody else, would it have happened? Probably not. And that's a sad fact of life, that I was walking on my own. I was a, a target for this guy. Had I had a group of friends with me, he probably would have waited for the next unfortunate person on who own. didn't have friends with yeah. him. So this is just common sense. I mean, I didn't know I was going to get assaulted until the night I got assaulted. I was living a perfectly happy life, living my best life, you know, having a great old time. But then it happened. So until it happens, I'm not even explaining myself correctly. No, 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 I do, I do. I know where you're going. And I know it's you a know difficult where I'm going one. With it? Yeah, I know we I do. Yeah. tell people that, you know, when the police said, we don't know what's going on. This to me was exactly the same as a couple of years ago, well, a good few years ago in America when some lunatic was sitting up high with a gun, a sniper rifle, taking people out on the street and they told people to stay indoors. I didn't hear anyone saying, oh, you're, you're victim shaming us. They stayed indoors because they didn't want to get shot. Now, if you knew that there was some guy out there up a tree with a gun pointing at us, your teenage girl or your teenage boy, you keep them in or you'd say, look, it's not really safe out there right now. Until they catch this individual. Until yeah. they catch this individual. And that is all the police said. They said, look, well, they, well, they, we don't know social media, well, social media were given out saying, why did they just say it to women? And I said, well, I suppose that was the person's because MO. Women were his, women were his, his MO. Target. Yeah. Had, it been, had it been a homophobic attack, they probably would have said, if you're gay, be careful. for the gay men in the area. Yeah. Please be careful. His MO was to rape and kill a woman. He had, had it been uh, an MO where a whole load of men, young men or young boys were going out and getting the tar kicked out of them and ending up in hospital, they would have said, look, mums, look after your teenage boys for a little while because we don't know who this guy is. We don't know where he is or where he's going to attack next. Or are they just not just trying to keep the public safe? Well, to me, that's what I would have thought, but it's social media turned it into the whole other thing. And I do get, I do get where social media are going when we, we need to have a bigger conversation about keeping women safe. Neve, it's been lovely talking to you. And, and I hope, I mean, look, I've talked to you for years, of course, the voice of reason. Um, but, but in saying that, <laughs> I look, I, I hope you'll be around for a long, 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 long time to give, to, to give us more reason on the air. Ah, uh, do you know what? It's hard to get rid of a bad thing now. <laughs> Thanks, Neve. Thanks. All right. No okay. problem. And it's been lovely speaking to you, Neve. And of course, we were talking about that tragic story, tragic story in the UK of Sarah Everett and the disappearance. And sadly, uh, her body was found as well. And obviously the police or a police officer has been arrested on suspicion of her murder with a woman arrested in the same location on suspicion of assisting the offender. So it raises the whole question and it's all gone across social media now. of Women not feeling safe walking out at night. And I want to know, do you feel safe? Uh, Eilish, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Eilish? Hello, Niall again. Nice to talk to you, Eilish. How are we keeping? <laughs> I'm becoming a serial Nialer. Um, <laughs> okay, we're going from blackberries to catching dragons. That's right, you were, talking, you, you were talking about picking blackberries yeah, the other day. Yeah, yeah. that's right, Jim. Well, come here now. I, do, I know you don't have much time, but I just want to tell you two stories. I'll condense them quickly. Okay. Um, about three years ago, um, our daughter lives in Dungarvan, okay? And... We were down Christmas shopping with her. Yeah. And anyway, after all the shenanigans, we had a lovely day. Um, her dad, I parked outside her apartment and her dad helped her up with her few um, bits and pieces, you know. Yeah. 
And next thing, I I lit a cigarette, even though I'm off of now, Niall, I'm on the puffer. And um, next thing, these two lads appeared out of nowhere, completely bombed out of their heads with drugs or whatever, I don't know what they were on. And when you say lads, how old are they? Oh, at the mid-twenties. Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, hoodies, the whole lot, you know. Yeah, yeah. But um, anyway, I was sitting there, I was just off lighting a cigarette, and next thing, one of them opened the passenger door because I was driving, and the other fellow went around the back trying to get into the back of my car. Oh, okay? no. So what I did was I unbelted my seatbelt. I said, if I have to jump out here now and run, I will. You know, uh, but that was fine. But you know what I always have in my car, Niall? You know that cross thing that you have for changing a tyre? Oh, the wheel brace. Yeah. The wheel yeah. brace, yeah, the yeah. The wheel brace, yeah. I had that in my car. And next thing, a man in the front, you man couldn't get in the back. I don't know why, but uh, anyway... Your man in the front, he leant in, his head was covered with a, a hoodie. So I caught my wheel brake anyway, and I went for him. And he fell back onto the pavement. Good for you. And I said, i got to get out of here quickly. Now, both doors are open. Yeah. I had no seatbelt on. And I just shot down the road flying, you know. I said, if the girl's on, <laughs> they think I was diminutive. <laughs> But anyway, that was fine. I went down. Well, good for you for defending yourself, by the way. Oh, yeah. I, by the well, way, I'm not suggesting everybody does that. It's a risk to take, by the way, because I'm not you know. one bit afraid of people like that. Nile, once yeah. I have a weapon, I'll belt them. But anyway, uh, I was flying down the road, and in the mirror, I could see my partner. He was after coming out, like from our daughter's apartment, and I said, "He didn't know what the hell was going on." Yeah. So I did a U-turn. I closed the doors, and I pulled over to the other side of the road, and here were the two buckles over. And they were inclined to cross the road again, right? So they were going to come back to you? Yeah, but my partner appeared and he hopped into the passenger side. Right. He said, are you okay? At that stage, I was onto the guards and they're only around the corner from where our daughter lives, you know? Yeah. And she has a partner as well and they're very happy and all yeah. this. But anyway, um, so they rang, They said to me, do you want us to come down? I said, no, 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 my partner's I'm fine, I'm fine. I said, I just want to give you a description in case they try and attack somebody else, you know. Mm. And I said, they're heading in towards town centre, Dungarvan, you know. And that was grand. And my partner said to me, do you want me to drive? I said, no, 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 no it's fine. Which I needed to do, Niall. Because you're a brave woman. I am. I'm very bold. I'm as bold as breath. Oh, no, and you're right. I mean, look, the opportunity came along. You had the brace in your hand and he stuck his head in the window. And if you had it in your hand, the best thing to do in that particular situation was give him a belt of it. Because your safety was paramount. And by the way, I'm not saying you should kill anybody. Or anything like that, but but uh, what transpired after that then was the guards ring me and saying, are you okay, sure, and blah, blah. And I said, no, 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 I'm fine, I'm perfect, don't be wasting time. But like I said... But it's not a waste of time. These guys are criminals. They were going to oh, no, no, no. commit what a crime. I next, what I have to tell you next, I gave the description. And they would be... But, like I said to Ruth earlier, I said there was a horrific accident that particular day outside Dungarvan where three young ones were killed and oh. all the cops obviously were gone there, you know. Right, okay, okay. So I didn't need them coming to me because I was fine. But anyway, that's that story. And the second one now, this is very short. Uh, it'll just tell you about the little fucking predators Oh, watch your, watch your language, Eilish. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it's sorry, okay. No, sorry. Sorry, it's sorry, okay. sorry. I get so cross. I know, no, I understand. Anger anger can take over your vocal cords. Yeah. I know, I These understand. predators, like, one morning, oh, a couple of years ago again, I was going to work, and I stopped in this soup value in Formoy. 
um, to get my breakfast roll, or not my breakfast roll, my lunch roll, you know. And I was coming away out and when my car was parked and next thing there was a fella parked next to me. I was sat in my car and I got in. Next thing here he was knocking on the passenger door, right? Yeah. So I just put down the window a small bit. I said, what do you want? What's wrong with you? He said, you have a flat tyre. Bullshit, like. But anyway, I said, fine. I was looking around Nile. Could see loads of people in the car park, so it was great. So I got out and I had a quick look around and he was sneaking away behind me, you know. Yeah. And I had the door left open of the car, obviously, to make a quick exit. And next thing, he stuck his head in the window. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, chatting away. Next thing, I pressed the button. I nearly cut the nose off. Him. Oh, jeez! <laughs> right, okay. I, and generally, by the way, horrible. Yeah, well, I'm I'm glad you're okay. By the way, and you're a, you're a brave woman. But generally, Eilish, as a woman, would you go for a walk now in the city or, or in your area? Would you go for a walk at night? Would you feel safe? No, doing I that? live down in Watford. Um, yeah, we just feel safe doing that. Not a hope. And when my daughter was growing up, that's um, sad, isn't it? You know, when 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 my little girl was here, we moved to Waterford when she was 15, right? Yeah. And there was no way I would let her outside the door after dark, right? And, and here's just a quick question. Do you have any boys? Pardon? Do you have any boys? My partner has. Okay, and um, would you let a boy walk out at night? Um, I can't say that because I don't own boys, you know, but I don't. Um, mm. Do you think, I know, I'm just thinking, is there a different attitude? Uh, this boy, there'd be no one touch him, uh, my yeah. partner's boy, because he's a big lad. But, like, I always thought I would say to my uh, girl when she was studying in mm-hmm. UCC, right? And, you know, they'd be gone away up to Dublin or whatever and taking a train home or the bus okay. or blah, blah. I used to always say to her, look, as much as you always have to have money in your pocket for a taxi home. And I said, if you haven't got money, contact me. Right. I couldn't agree. Sorry, rushing you, Eilish. I'm not cutting you short, but I'm running out of time. Eilish, I completely agree with you. I always have money for a taxi. Always have the ability to call somebody, and always try and meet people in you know public places. Paul, well. you're on classic kids. I'm sorry, I have such a short amount of time left, Paul. Only about uh, five minutes. Right, yes, right, no problem. Have okay, you? you're, you're living in England. You're from London. Well, well you're, you're uh, from I, England. I, London, I, actually, sorry. I actually live in Cork now, but yeah, yeah, I'm from England. Yeah. Okay, um, this is a shocking story today, isn't it, really? Do you know what, mate, in, in all fairness, do you know what, see that old Clapham Cobb, it's a breeding ground for them sort of paedophile people. Uh, um, sorry to say that, but it is. I mean, I used to do the circuit like yourself, DJing and stuff, and I used to do South Sides in Clapham. Yeah. And the amount of women that used to come running up to me once I finished my set, you know, with, with your record boxes, you know yeah, what it's yeah. like, and they'd come up and say, can I pretend I'm with you? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that, that, so was it always an unsafe place, yeah? Sorry, Mike? It was always a kind of unsafe place, generally speaking. Well, anywhere where there's a green in London, unfortunately, it's a breeding ground for them. I mean, for some reason, the sex pest, they seem to aim for the, the biggest piece of grass they can. I mean, Wimbledon Common, you must remember the story with the, with the fellow with the, the woman that got killed there with the dog. That's right, I remember that story, yeah. I remember yeah. That. So it's a breeding ground for them. I mean, Clapham Common. I mean, Clapham Police Station. I mean, I don't know if you know. Have you, have you ever played South Sides in Clapham? No, no. I know you was on the circuit, but anyway. No. Well, you've got Clapham North Train Station, which is on the left-hand side, and behind that is a section house where all the police live. That's where they live. Okay. It's called a section house. And so I suppose, you know, when I was in my 20s back in them days, in the, in, in the early 90s, early 80s, um... The young girls used to have a night out and they all go out together and dance around their handbags or whatever they've done. But they never felt safe going home. 
because... And how, they, by the way, how do we... Sorry, Paul, for cutting you a little bit, but how do we change that culture of... I mean, I don't know. What, as a man, well, most know. men feel reasonably safe. Now, mind you, I, I would detour sometimes or take certain areas. I, By the way, I was only talking to this my partner this morning and she was saying, well, look, mm. I have a car, so I've never had to walk home, but I would be afraid to walk home. So how do we make it safe for people to walk home? I mean, how, obviously we have to do it generational. It's not going to happen tomorrow or the next day. So no, we have to change how we educate people. How do we no, make it safe? That's, that's not going to happen, mate. And, and, and you know what? I know you, we're going on about women being raped and stuff, but it also in the West End of London, it happens to men as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I used to DJ in clubs up in the West End. And believe, believe me, I've known young lads to get raped by men. So it's not all about, um, how can I say it? It's not all about predators on women. It happens both sides of the coin. But unfortunately, the Metropolitan Police need to get their act together and start understanding about men get raped as well. Because, put it this way, Niall, if I walked into Clapton Police Station tomorrow morning, I said, oh, two women just raped me. Do you know what they do? They'd laugh at me. Oh, they yeah, I, 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 do, I do agree with you. There needs to be a change of attitude when it comes to police or security services that are all over the world, when it comes to taking men seriously in relation to, say, domestic violence and other things it's like not, that. It, yeah, it, but, but it, I, I don't want to take the focus too much of what we're talking about. And, oh, and, I, and, I, and I do agree with you, Paul. I do agree with you. We mm. need to take men more seriously sometimes too. Yeah. But is there a case that we need to talk to men or young boys about respecting women when they're younger? And and stopping this this I, what people would refer to as a culture um, of now I'm not saying all men are rapists of course they're not all no, men are you, never ninety nine percent of men will never sexually assault a woman no. will never rape a no. woman rapists no. are rapists and that we know that okay listen it's, it, listen Niall it, it's in the more it ain't mate do you, do you get what I mean yeah I mean uh, once with prison you only have to walk around once with prison and see all the hanging and and, and all the deaths that went in there and for the murders years ago, back in the 50s, before they stopped hanging. Most of them were rapists. It, 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 it's in your... It, I mean, I, me personally, I, I look at my Miriam and I say to her, I say, I cannot see the attraction of wanting me to rip your clothes off and pin you to the floor. I can't see any attraction in that. And I, but I there are, but unfortunately, there are men in the world... Yeah, who scumbags uh, who will do something like that? So yeah, how? Know, so so do you? You don't believe we can? You, you don't believe we can change that? Um, listen. Do you know what? In all fairness, uh, through the Irish government and the English government and the probation service in and all around the world, in America, everywhere, have tried starting groups up to re what do you call it rehabilitate these people. To, to come back into society and be normal, if that's the word I'm well, looking I don't, for. Well, I don't think you can rehabilitate somebody like that. But look, but, but I mean, Paul, I appreciate your call today and thanks for giving us a bit of an insight into where this actually happened. And you have a better idea because you've been from the area. Um, so listen, thank you very much indeed or you've worked in that area. Um, and a lot of people are texting in. I agree with what a lot of Paul says, by the way, but in saying that, there has to be a way and it's not going to happen tomorrow. It's not going to happen the next day, but there has to be a way of teaching us, all of us, men, women, gay people, straight people, everybody to respect each other, not to do something like that. But I, the one thing I will say, with it, I agree with Paul, is that a rapist is a rapist. A man is a man. Um, most men don't rape women, or men for that matter. And most people don't beat each other up. Unfortunately, it's a small amount of people that do that, but sadly some people become the victim of them. So how do we stop it? It's a bigger conversation, isn't it? 
Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.